this week, I almost verped. <laughs> I'm not doing good, <laughs> but I'm doing my best. There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Yeah! We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find, centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Dave Batista, I challenge you, mister. <laughs> Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Casey? The, the best month, month of, the of the year. The holiest month of the year. It's February. Van Damuary. We watch nothing but the best in this cinema every fucking year. Last week, we watched Inferno starring our split daddy lord, Jean-Claude Van Damme. We got a taste of Danny Trejo in there. This week, Jay, you brought something I want to believe that I've watched but cannot recollect what mystery did you bring my psyche and unconscious case on this week's episode we watched kickboxer vengeance which is a reboot of the original kickboxer uh no lies but I'll I'll explain later okay all right Jay before we debate whether or not this is a reboot or just uh, a parallel timeline I don't know I'm, I'm gonna go into some shit later but before we go into that, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. You're on a long-awaited vacation, and you know what? You've decided that uh, you've been getting into martial arts lately. You've been doing some training. You want to go to Thailand and see some kickboxing. Oh, yeah, I do. Muay Thai and Thai food? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm saying. Unfortunately, uh, your Thai is, well, non-existent. You, you can't say shit That's true. in Thai. No. You tried to learn enough to ask where the fights are, but apparently you said something really, really offensive about this person's mother. Good news, you got your answer. The fight's right here. You've got about 10 seconds before these knees and elbows are coming for uh, you. In the uh, time before that happens, sell us on this movie. Okay, so what if we had Kickboxer again, but his brother gets killed this time and Dave Batista's Tong Po, but JCVD comes back as the trainer so we can do a lot of winking at the audience. Eight seconds. <laughs> I'll get in that van if he's winking from it. Casey, unfortunately, you're behind me not paying a whole lot of attention. And as I get my head crushed in by that elbow, we all know my head's not that hard. And it just goes right through like a coconut and smashes into you. So in the 10 seconds before you find yourself eating pavement, sell us on this movie. With half the charm and twice the hotness, this alternate telling, if nothing else, ticks another box I didn't know but should have guessed I had in my closet. Seven seconds. I know exactly what you're talking about, Casey. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because the second I saw that scene, I sighed and said, well, there's another Casey scene. <laughs> Which one? There's a couple. Yeah, this was... Uh, the one that really did it for me is when... Kurt Sloan is tied down to the bed by JCVD and his legs are being beaten. And after he <laughs> yells out a few times, he sticks the wooden baton up against his lips and says, shh. And then goes to beat him and Kurt like, uh, 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 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I knew, it. I knew it. To be in either position in that. Absolutely. Where do I sign up? <laughs> Wasn't that? No, never mind. We got to. <laughs> Let's go over the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. <laughs> Kickboxer Vengeance is a retelling, a reboot, an alternative universe of the original. So the broad strokes here are going to feel pretty familiar. Kurt Sloan's brother, Eric, takes an underground Muay Thai fight against the undefeated champion, Tong Po. Because Eric was a champion in karate. And that is the punchline. It goes pretty predictably, except instead of getting paralyzed like the original Eric, uh, he gets iced by Tong Po. It had a real Chong Lee vibe going on when Tong Po kills Eric. I just, I felt like there was a convergence of Van Damuary right there. There were a couple times we had a Van Damuary convergence. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't want to skip ahead, but Batista's definitely a fan. Yeah, yeah. Hellbent on getting revenge, Kurt infiltrates Tong Po's camp in an effort to shoot him in the face, but he can't go through with it. Instead, Kurt gets locked up abroad. Well, well, he dodges getting locked up abroad because the cop slash love interest, Lou, is trying to shut down the underground fights. Quick question. Yeah. Yes. When Kurt gets taken to the police station. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then is released, they are at the airport, and I assumed... Was, was local cops was like, hey, you get out of here and don't you come back to this country or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Can, like, so could like a Wisconsin cop kick me out of America? They can say whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess does like he does he have to mean the like, oh, I would back. Sure I, I would take I would I would listen a lot more to the Thai cop than the Wisconsin cop. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Plus, Lou knows that the cops in in Thailand are in on this underground fight scheme. And, you know, she's a loose cannon going for all the corruption in the cops. Yeah, my favorite part of all of this is that she tells the corrupt cops about it as though they're not going to actively try and kill her for trying to expose them. So Kurt returns to his brother's Muay Thai trainer, Durand, and begs to be trained. A significant portion of this film is Kurt training, which is, I guess, reminiscent of the original Kickboxer. I'm, I'm not complaining about it. We get some solid training scenes uh, interspersed with the subplot where Cavi, one of Tongpo's fighters, joins the camp to spy for Tongpo. After Duran kicks the shit out of him, Cavi agrees to help train Kurt for Duran instead. After passing a series of challenges, Kurt storms Tongpo's camp and challenges Tongpo to a fight. After Kurt beats a henchman that whooped his ass before, Tongpo actually fucking agrees. First round's a pretty classic beat the protagonist down. Kurt's only role at this point is to survive and power up like an anime character. The second round upgrades from fists to fists rolled in glass. An absolute fucking classic. It's a classic. Uh. Verb to adverb? <laughs> Tongpo continues to beat Kurt's ass, and the wounds they put on him are, are brutal looking. You're right. This is, uh. this is anime shit, Dave. There's a lot of blood. Ichigo. In the third round, everybody gets swords. As many swords as you can hold. Just two. In the third round, everybody gets two swords. Nobody tries for the One Piece style sword in the mouth, but I think it would have been a good move. And we're now fighting to the death. After throwing his sword and cutting Tongpo in the face, Kurt finally gets the upper hand. Oh, he, that was the moment that he realized the power of friendship. Tongpo drags Kurt to the sword that's impaled in the wall. His strategy is to clinch and shove Kurt down onto the sword. Instead, 
Kurt drives his still-covered-in-glass vest into Tong Po's carotid artery, then slits his throat, so Tong Po hangs from the sword. Oh, okay, it's actually the power for vengeance. It's just murder vengeance. Oh, that's why it's called Kickboxer Vengeance! No, actually, his middle name is Kickboxer Vengeance. That's the <laughs> Kickboxer, Kurt, Kickboxer colon Vengeance. Sloan. The film closes with Kurt and the cop Lou taking off on a boat for the sequel. Casey, you're not the only one terribly excited about the joint venture of JCVD and GSP. I also I haven't love stopped that. smiling since. It is my favorite. My favorite fight in the film is the fight between them. Yeah, right off the bat, this is a, a kickboxer reboot, but we just shifted JCVD up to the master role, and this time around, he's going to kick the shit out of GSP. Because, you know, it's been a while, so now he needs to fight some modern MMA people instead of the old-school kung fu people. It was That was an interesting route to take to do a remake rather than jcvd's original character like oh i'm taking on a student there's a tong po like dude right? in the gym you know what i mean right? like interesting i, I don't uh, hate it ah I, I agree with you i i also think it's a really interesting choice and um one thing to note is that that might change your perspective on this case jcvd wasn't the original pick for the trainer uh it was supposed to be tony ya and yeah. Tony had a scheduling conflict and then they got JCVD in. So yeah, that's when they can, when they got JCVD, that's when they quickly completely decided that it was going to be a reboot instead, because when Tony Yaw was booked for this, he was supposed to be playing JCVD's original trainer. Like the guy that his character in the original kickboxer had learned from, which number one, unless this is a, a big flashback, come on. Man. I know, right? Right. Know. Are they gonna like super age him? Like, is he gonna <laughs> it's look been like Yoda flipping right. around? Tony, guys, yeah, not that old. Like, what are we doing? But I wish that when Tony Yaw backed out and they got JCVD on, they had just continued with the same script, so that JCVD's trainer was a guy who inexplicably looked exactly like JCVD. <laughs> yes. And we just no, no one's ever told me that I look like him. That's really weird wow. you say that. Surprising. Yeah. Surprising. One of the things that I like about it as a reboot is that it does set up the sequels well. Because, I mean, I guess I guess you could have done a sequel if it was a totally different character too. But maybe that's not really a good point for in favor of it as a reboot. They made a reboot, but also they put the real Tong Po in jail in a scene. Why yeah, yeah, is he yeah. in jail? That's my if, favorite cameo. If he's not Tong Po in this lifetime, why is he in jail? Because uh, they couldn't, yeah, you because know, they didn't feel like doing a full on scene with him or paying for it or he didn't want to do it. So like, all right, let's let's get you in here somewhere, buddy. Like, I'm glad they got him in there. Yeah. 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 It was cool to have a cameo from him that wasn't, you know, a cameo from just like another random MMA person which is what it mm. felt like for a while. Yeah, it made me think, like, did they sign something? Like, okay, we'll, we'll give you some funding, but you have to show at least six people that we give you on <sighs> camera. I Okay, I, I wanted to talk to you guys about that because I think I kind of liked the fact that they had a bunch of random MMA people, not so much as like, oh, I recognize this MMA person, but I think they did well in the fight choreography. 
Yes, uh. but some of the acting was a bit WWE. This was like watching like one of those The Miz movies. Agreed. Gina What's Her Face's acting Gina was Carano. light as a feather, stiff as a board. <laughs> Very <laughs> yikes. <laughs> I like yeah. that her character's a badass, but Gina Carano is not a great actress. It, they got to write. I mean, they they got to play to her strengths. That's the only character she plays because the most compelling character trait she can have is choose on a toothpick. <laughs> I mean, maybe they didn't well. give her enough acting classes beforehand, or you, you know what I mean. Like, it's not easy to look natural. Sure. I just. Sure, I think and maybe that's she fine. Let's not pretend like more. Kickboxer and films of its era were paragons of acting. Right. right. You know, that, that, I'm not expecting much out of him here. But yeah, between uh, Gina Carano and uh, GSP doesn't have much acting. He's mostly just drinking and throwing punches. So, you know, play to your strengths. Yeah, and he's not great at GSP is not great. But I think so. Great. The two examples that that I I thought of that I really liked, Cain Velasquez, they um they and so in in this kickboxer they go to the bar to uh, have a drink. Only this time it's intentionally there's a fight there, and we don't have the the wonderful dance scene that we got in the first kickboxer. And the guy that he that that um, Kurt Sloan has to fight is Cain Velasquez, the former UFC uh, heavyweight champion. And I thought he was fantastic because he's big. He's good at mugging at the camera and he did the martial arts part well. And he has zero lines. And he that was a great role to bring an MMA fighter in to be like this boss level style character with zero fucking lines. Yeah, his his body language just tells a story of like, oh god, right. this guy's a big mean fuck. Yeah. Like, even his face is muscular. Like his face could probably do more push-ups than me. Um and he's and Kurt doesn't want to fight him at first. He's like, wait, what uh mm, no, no, I just thought I was fighting one guy, Tong Po, not not this guy too. Yeah, that I definitely agree that that role of Kane Velasquez, especially in the having no lines and just immediately getting in a fight, is probably the best role to have your MMA cameos in. I've read and I've heard from people who do like fight choreography and stuff that um, sometimes the hardest people for them to work with are trained martial artists because the way that you throw a punch on camera and the way that you throw a punch intending to hurt someone are just two completely different things. Right, right. Right, um, and how often do they pull punches? Right, pulling, you know, pulling a punch on a screen, stacking the punch, yada, yada. And I think you could see a lot of that in that a lot of these MMA guys, like, I know that they can fight. Their fights got caught up a lot more than Dave Batista's did. And there's That's a true. reason for that because Batista knows how to play to a camera. That's true. That's true. Not only were some of the MMA guys kind of cutty, I noticed some of the background fighters were... Doing the classic, like, ah, I'm waving my sticks at nothing until you come over here to fight me. <laughs> that happened. I mean, I caught that a few times. There were a couple people that reacted way before the kick or punch landed or kind of, like, had the putty yeah. effect. Yeah, a couple there people that clearly, like, looked for the next swing or punch that was coming in. You could see them, like, going up for it. 
but uh, it, this is not even a medium budget action film. This is a very low budget action film. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. The inverse to that, though, was the Kurt v. JCVD fight. Oh, yes. Of yes. every time a Kurt tried to land a blow, JCVD effortlessly blocked. It, it looked so fucking good. He looked grand in this movie. It wouldn't be his month without it. JCVD shined in this film. Shine bright like a diamond. Don't sue me, Rihanna. I'm already poor. I really love having JCVD, an older JCVD, in a trainer role because I think that plays to his strengths with with where he's at in his life, in his career, and it allowed him to look really good because I think he looks fantastic in this film. When he fights, he seems very capable. He gets hit sometimes, but he handles it well, and he clearly shows that he's still a well-trained martial artist. And it, and, and it, in terms of on-screen action fighting, I've always felt that Van Damme is one of the best of the uh, that era of, of action stars for martial arts. And I think he, in every fight, the, the fight with Kurt Sloan, I think is fantastic. The fight with GSP is fantastic. The little bit he engages with Cain Velasquez is fun. I think he kills it in this. Yeah, I really liked JCVD as the angry kung fu grandpa trainer here. I would have actually liked to have seen a lot more of that. Um, yeah. I, I, You know, we, we joked a little bit up top, and I'm sure Casey will go off again on him sexually abusing the shit out of our protagonist, Kurt Sloan. But Love it. Honestly, I would have liked to have seen that dynamic come through in a lot more of the training sequences, but they kind of skipped through a lot of those, and Kurt Sloan yeah. just got really good really fast, and we didn't yeah. get to see that uh, that Kung Fu Grandpa dynamic from JCVD as much as I would have liked to. Okay, can I also complain that the training scenes, if we're comparing it to the first one, yeah. are not nearly as homoerotic, and I <laughs> miss that. <laughs> those shorts... I too long, buddy. What is this? Catholic school? I, I I think there's a point there that the pacing, especially with the first one. One of the one of the things I love about the first kickboxer is that I feel like the training montage or the training part of that film is is a really interesting, fun part of it. And it's paced really well. You really feel the growth of Van Dam as they progress through because he repeats the same exercises and you can see him getting better at it. And they don't do that with this. You're right. He just he kind of goes from from doing poorly, and there are some exercises he repeats, like kicking the bamboo tree down, for example. Yeah, but it just um, seems like he learns his lesson after one time. Right, 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 right. And they don't they they try to give show him doing too many exercises, I think, and too much instead of focusing on a few that they can show growth with. Yeah, so most of them you might see him fail them once, and then the next time he goes back to that one, he's breaking this stick or clearing the jump or just because we got way too many of them in there and we don't really have the time for it. Despite this not being that long of a movie. And the training montage is where we get the one splits in the film. But sadly we're over two so far this month. Cause it's not Van Damme doing the splits. I, I'm, I don't know what to say. Two weeks into Van Damuary, and Jean-Claude Van Damme has not done the splits. I am borderline rabid. Oh, I love that, that Van Damme's line is, splits? Hmm. Get right. Mm. Come on. Come on. 
Come on, guy. One will use that in a fight. Okay, this this didn't have quite the flavor of montage we were looking for, but did it have a flavor of Mentos that you were looking for? Dave, Ooh. what's your Mentos moment for this movie? Was there one, Jay? Do you think there was one? I mean, I, I it, it didn't have anything as clean as the old school Jean-Claude Van Damme movies did for a Mentos moment, but mm-hmm. there definitely was one for me, and it was the prison escape sequence. It's, oh, it, it's not the best prison escape I've ever seen. And there wasn't anything particularly clever about it. They mostly just grab people by the throats and slam them up against walls until they get out. But I feel like if you put the Mentos music underneath that, it would have been a lot more lighthearted. Crash. 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 They are choking their way out of that drunk tank look that would have been good because van damme doesn't really fight in that he just tells uh uh kurt sloan where to fight so it would have really had a whole nother tone with that that mentos grab that guy's throat and then at the end when he's running down the stairs like mentos the fresh maker (laughs) make someone else make it fresh okay jay how about you what's your what's your mentos moment my mentors moment is actually the GSP fight. I would have started the GSP fight. Instead of GSP insulting Van Damme and Van Damme kicking GSP down a flight of stairs, I would have just had no no conversation, cue the song, do-do-do-do-do, right? And then he, he 300 kicks him off the staircase, and they get into the fight. And at the end where he takes his shirt off, and Mentos, the fresh maker. That was the middle of the fight. Yeah, I know. He took his shirt off in the middle right. of the fight. You're right. And told then he him goes to on cool his jets. <laughs> That's when he takes his hat off. And he moves a brick for some reason that I, I don't understand. Uh, hang on, though. Hang on. If we're including yeah. alternate plot lines that we <laughs> want it to go, then I'm changing mine to the opening of the film when Kurt Sloan infiltrates Tong Po's camp and sneaks into his tent and points a gun at his head. Because in my Mentos commercial, he just pulls the trigger and shoots <laughs> And then Mentos <laughs> thumbs up to the camera, and we're just out of here. And the film is now a Mentos commercial. What if you had a brother, and there was this guy, Tong Po, and he killed your brother. And then you were training with JCVD to fight him, and JCVD took a coconut and p- took, pinned a couple of banana slices for eyes and gave it like the Tongpo dreadlocks mm-hmm. and said, This is Tongpo. Could you then break it? Still probably not. I would go back to the gun plan. <laughs> yeah. That was that, yeah. The, that was the smart plan. Especially mm-hmm. when Tongpo is played by Dave Goddamn Batista. Yeah. 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 I'm emptying. I'm emptying. They don't have weight classes in Thailand. Use a gun. Uh Okay, listen, I'll I'll level with you. I would have brought a much bigger firearm for Dave yes. Batista. Yeah, that I pistol... can't guarantee I'm going to hit him in the head, but I got to stop him. No, I, I can't guarantee that that pistol was going to pierce his flesh. Right? Are you kidding? I'm this not is, 100%. This is Dave Batista. I'm bringing a punt gun. Like, we right. need to make sure. Dave sure. Batista is so big, it looked like his tattoos were on too tight. He's like, so fucking big. He's and, so big. And he's cut in this film. He is just 
just dehydrated, and it looks like his muscles are exploding through his skin. Okay, so I, I said, we're talking about Dave, and I, I've said this, I'm on record many times. I love wrestlers turned actors, especially in action, because as you pointed out, Dave, Dave Batista knows how to fake throw a punch. He knows how to entertain a crowd. And the fight, especially the ending fucking fight between him and Kurt Sloan is awesome. It is awesome. It is. I, I, they, they do a really good uh, rivalry between the two of them. And I like that uh, Batista's Tong Po doesn't try to just redo the original Tong Po. It's a very muted performance by comparison. Yes. Uh, but he went with a very different direction of it. And at the beginning of the film, when Batista makes direct eye contact with Kurt Sloan off screen and kills his brother silently rather than screaming and then stands up while the crowd chants his name, it made for a very different villain than the original Tong Po gleefully jumping like an <laughs> imp Yay! to them chanting his name. Yay! I, I really liked the Batista version. I love that he has, like, maybe a half dozen lines in the entire film. He feels very menacing, menacing. but also very calm, collected, and purposeful. At no point does he ever feel like he's not in control of the situation until that very last moment where Kurt starts beating his ass. He never feels like the big dumb idiot. No. It's just like all strength, no smarts. Like he's very methodical. Um, And I mean, it comes out that him and Gina Carrera have been cooking the fights the whole time. So like being able to control the fight a certain way based on what she wants you to bet on. Like that's implies that takes a lot of talent too. Batista's scary or than average in this movie. He also has a fun anime moment. Speaking of the anime vibe of this film, where in the beginning he comes out to a big old stone statue and he hits it like six times and then it falls into 15 pieces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, I got very strong Dune vibes off of that. Yeah, the, I was the hoping effect he was of yeah. breaking yell. down was not fantastic. Right? Use the voice. Okay. I was gonna say Ghostbusters, but Dune Dune works too. Dune works too. Okay, if we're gonna talk about kind of crappy effects, <laughs> Jay pointed out the elephants and the elephant fight of Kurt Sloan fighting when they're getting ambushed him and the policewoman get ambushed in a town by some dudes on some elephants and other guys but they attempt to do a fight scene on the back of two elephants but also are like I'm pretty sure JCVD is like part of PETA or some shit <laughs> so back shots when nobody's on there nobody's on the elephants they're actual elephants Every other time you just see them on the very tops of the elephants, it looks like they're breakdancing on some, like, putt-putt golf dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, they're it does. They're real bad. They're real bad. It's like yeah. Jim Kata at a putt-putt course. I don't understand why you don't just not have the fight on the elephant then. It did have a Tony Ah vibe, though, like, 
knowing that Tony Yao was written to be a part of that, that I, I, I saw that there. It, I mean, yeah, the, one of my, I, it's not a full throated complaint, but the, the amount of times this movie decided to insert tie, why tie, why tie kickboxing, why tie, tie, tie. It was, it just felt a little, uh, I don't know, especially when so many of the fights were being done by former fucking MMA fighters and they were going into these like Muay Thai styled octagons and fighting in what were clearly MMA fights. Think of the, the base material, Dave. Sure. hundred percent. Uh, and Muay Thai, constantly name dropping Muay Thai, is probably the appropriate updating of the original kickboxer. But also, we've learned a little bit more. We don't have to just update that. We can move on, get a bit more nuanced. Can we talk about my favorite character in the film? Of course. Okay, so Tong Po has this hype man, and he is the goat. For example, Early on in the film, when Kurt Sloan tries to shoot Tongpo or, and, and fails and gets beat up, the hype man stands over him and tells a story about when Michael Corleone was sitting across from the people that he was going to kill, when he made the decision, and how he processed it. And the shit is just fucking cold, man. And I absolutely love his delivery and his energy, and it just it fucking slaps. Yeah, he's the announcer for all of Tong Po's fights. Yeah. And this man clearly loves the shit out of his job. Uh, He's got some sort of court jester arrangement with Tong Po going because he loves pointing out that anybody could kill his boss at any time. It's totally on the table, y'all. He calls out our hero, Kurt Sloan, for having broken out of prison to take this fight, which, come on, man, you don't have to... Like, put his shit out there like that. Man's on the run from Thai authorities. That doesn't seem safe. I don't know, man. That's a bad Who's going to talk though. to the cops at that? Right, at right, that right. Asset? Hey, I was at that secret illegal uh, thing you guys have been trying to break. And Where I watched I a man get murdered? Citizen- yeah, I do this every month. Our monthly murder right. fight. Um, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. You have an escaped criminal out there. That just killed a man. I watched him kill the man. This guy killed a fucking serial killer. He did. He killed my favorite serial killer. He he did. (laughs) He did. I love that his cop girlfriend watched it happen and then smiled about the whole thing. I was like, same girl. You really love him. He looks like your small town's like, uh, the guy that plays Dean from Supernatural. Jensen Eccles? Jensen Eccles. He looks like your Wisconsin Jensen Eccles. Okay. Al- alternate pitch. If you see your love interest, boyfriend, whatever, murder a man like that, girl, you play along as long as you fucking need to. Yep. Fair. <laughs> Clearly, I don't think at this point saying something is the right move for you. That would have been a great ending, though, because she she tries to prevent him from getting into the underground fights earlier in the movie. Um, And that would have been great as an ending if it's like, oh, wow, she kisses him. And then all of a sudden you hear click and she's handcuffed him like, dude, I just watched you murder someone. Right. What do you expect me to do? All right. But damn. 
I tried to keep you from this so fucking hard. Come on, man. I'll still come conjugate with you. We'll okay, like we verbs. need to talk about the sex scene in this movie because the night before the big fight, him and her bang, and it's implied that they're staying at JCVD's tiny little house. Well, mm-hmm. it's JCVD, Kurt Sloan, the lady cop. Mm-hmm. There's also the lady that we didn't talk about that helps train that is the knives and swords expert lady Mm -hmm. that's always trying to kill Kurt plus the two orphan kids. Did you get GSP? Did you say GSP? Oh, and I forgot GSP had moved in by that point. I assume they're making him sleep outside like a dog though. Yeah, that makes sense. He's got to earn his way. So we have six to seven people in a small house and y'all are fucking athletically. And it's at this point in the film, JCVD is still trying to kill him at every second because he's like, oh, Tong Po's never going to let you catch your breath. You're telling me you didn't ki- you didn't want to kick the door in and come at him with a sword or a hot iron or something? <laughs> or a <laughs> stick and just start beating him? <laughs> Get her shins, too. If you love a kickboxer, you got to know what they go through. Uh, I just want to see the version where he comes in and, like, and she's riding cowgirl, and he starts hitting fucking Kurt Sloan's feet. <laughs> she's no, no, like, hold no, on, no. can I have one of those? I'm going to reverse. I can do it, too. He was, <laughs> he was waiting to hear oral, and that he was going to come in and whack her with a cane and hope he got a bite, but <laughs> it never went that way for Kurt that night, so it didn't work out. We said at the beginning, there are no rules in this fight. That's true. You can bite his dick off if you want That's to. true. How much have you thought about that, Casey? All the time. Dave, whether this is a reboot, uh, a reimagining, an alternative universe, whatever, Kickboxer Vengeance, would you watch it again? I, I came into this very excited for a kickboxer that I hadn't seen before. And I was a lot further into this than I care to admit before I realized I have absolutely seen this kickboxer before. (laughs) And aside from it being, you know, a reboot of the original kickboxer. So, of course, there's going to be some there's going to be some formulaic elements of it there. It's it's just every kind of generic action movie ever made as well. And without the sort of uh, flavor of the original kickboxer. No, I don't think I'm going to watch Kickboxer Vengeance again. I'll probably watch the GSP JCVD fight on YouTube if it's there. Mm, It is tasty. But sitting down and watching the whole movie all the way through again, eh, no, none of the performances here were fun enough for me to really want to go through all of that again. Casey, how about you, though? JCVD's in the daddy role now. From 2016, Kickboxer Vengeance, would you watch it again? Oh, you just reminded me of the GSP JCVD fight. And God, it makes my heart so happy. From the moment I laid eyes on GSP, he was so Van Damme reminiscent that I, in my heart of hearts, I always wanted to watch them fight and wish granted. This was my make a wish. Thank you so much, JCVD. It was beautiful. Actually, every single scene that JCVD was in, Fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah. If it was a fight scene, double it. Triple it. He did perfect. He did 
beautifully. Elaine Musai, I don't know how to say your name. I'm so sorry, but you probably can't pronounce my last name either. So back, back. Um, he did pretty fucking good. Was it perfect? No. Was it good? Yes. He was entertaining to watch. His acting skills, a little eh. He could work on emoting a little bit more, but I think he did a fucking fantastic job. Uh, a fantastic job. We got the Michael Kesey cameo. Darren Shalevi is Eric Sloan, Kurt's older brother. We get to see him for a little bit. This is filled with great fighters. Um, again, there's a couple areas where it's lacking. And yeah, it's not as memorable as the other two. But it's still an entertaining movie that has some good fight scenes. So yes, I would watch oh. this again. Um, I believe you that I have watched it before. I don't, though, a little bit either because I don't remember, like, any of it. So maybe I'll just, every time I see it, it's going to be the first time, like, a 51st date situation. But That's kind Jay, of exciting. you're the tiebreaker tonight. Kickboxer Vengeance, would you watch it again? I agree that it really isn't as memorable as the first Kickboxer, and it isn't as paced as well. I think the love interest could have been done without I don't I don't really think it adds anything to this film which is kind of surprising because it's it's a fairly brisk film and maybe we could have and it did it up in or... the first one yeah that's what made me sad is the the love interest in the first one is great and a huge part of the story right right and it's didn't work for as well in this one for me but I did generally enjoy the fight I feel like this is uh, a lot of homage to Hong Kong Kung Fu I love JCVD kicking people through panes of glass that people are randomly walking oh through goodness. in the street. So I'm silly. a sucker for that. It works well. We get a pause frame on it. I appreciate all of the winks to the audience. I feel like this is made for the type of person that I am. And the, the Tong Po uh, Eric Sloan fight at the end is fucking awesome. And the GSP JCVD fight is awesome. The Kurt Sloan JCVD fight is awesome. I enjoy the Cain Velasquez fight. I really, there's there's really a lot in here that I enjoy. And so while it's not my favorite kickboxer, I will absolutely watch it again. So wow. that's it. The verdict is in. Two out of three of us would watch Kickboxer Vengeance again. But what about you at home? Listeners, would you watch Kickboxer Vengeance again? Let us know on Facebook or Instagram. Boo that man, Dave. Dave, what do we have going on next week? Well, two out of three of us may have enjoyed this one, but the critics did not. Uh, 41% on Rotten Tomatoes for Kickboxer Vengeance. But We don't need your criticism. But next week, we're going to be watching the sequel to this, Kickboxer Retaliation, that somehow went from the 41 of this to a 92% Rotten Tomato next week. I love Kickboxer Retaliation. Spoilers! same i'm i'm excited i'm moister than an oyster follow us on instagram at casey.cinema like us on facebook sh.tty cinema donate to our foreign bail fund on patreon slash shitty cinema or peepshittycinema.com check the show notes for those links and in the meantime let's turn off the lights forget to set our alarm where's that stick Oh, you're going to find the stick, all right. Huh?